dwelling in the darkest depths of the mind, it's time for Mark D. Valenti and Brain Burrow. Hello everyone, this is Mark D. Valenti and this is Brain Burrow. This is one of our Digging Deeper sessions and tonight I have a very special guest, Ms. Hannah Fearman. Hannah, I'm going to ask you the big question, who is Hannah Fearman? <laughs> Hi Mark. Um, yeah. That is a big question. I, um, I, I don't really know where to begin. Um, who am I? Do I even know? Uh, um, well, professionally, I'm, I'm an actor, now director. I'm definitely an artist, um, generally. And I, I find that to be a huge part of uh, how I identify myself. Mm -hmm. Um, cisgender gender heteronormative um woman mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah so hannah if it seems like i put you on the spot it is because i did put you on the spot it's, yeah. i want people yeah. to just sort of answer that question so i'm wondering what made you struggle so much with answering that question yeah well maybe it's because i haven't done enough therapy <laughs> Okay, good answer. And I appreciate the, that comment. Um, yeah, I mean, this session, I can say I called it a session. This discussion is really about trying to understand the guests and understand kind of what makes them tick and then have you fill in the blanks. Most of these discussions, the guest is the one who's doing most of the speaking. So don't worry, you'll have a chance to answer some questions. Um, well, let me start with an easier one. What gets you up in the morning? What, what gets Hannah driven to get up, start the day and do what you do? Uh, well, to, to, make, to make films and to make good films um, and to work as a, as a working actor and director and producer and to make art with my friends. It's, it's my joie de vivre. Mm -hmm. um, and I've been doing a lot of that recently. So that's been getting me out of bed um, very early, very early in the morning. And, um, that's what I live for. I live to just do that. And I, I love to travel. I guess mm -hmm. I really, I really just love storytelling and being inspired by, by different characters and different cultures. Like I, I, I adore people. Um, and, uh, I, I also, I, I like to travel to see like beautiful destinations, of course, but mm -hmm. I also really, really like to see you know, different cultures and, and cities and how people live and, and the different nuances that make to, that make up different, different human characteristics. Yeah. So it seems like you have this connection to humanity, but the individuals within it, you actually are trying to understand more about them. Yeah. I just, uh, I just find humans fascinating, you know, and um, not, you know, not just, not just about them as a personality, but also as like the way they speak, the way they move, um, you know, how, how gracefully they navigate social situations and things like that. Okay, no, that's fair. And again, that's an open-ended question for you to answer. So thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. Now you mentioned about creating art with friends. Tell me more about, tell me more about that. Why, why is that important to you? Um, I really enjoy collaborative uh, work and that's what, that's what filmmaking is. You can't do it by yourself. Mm -hmm. 
And um, I get I get inspired by other people's enthusiasm and ideas because it's it's just it's more fun to to riff on a on a new story idea with somebody else who is on your level creatively and and gets excited about it. So um, it it helps motivate me to get things done and 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 inspires me with new different perspectives and ideas. Okay, I mean that makes sense. So I'm going to ask you to dig a little bit deeper into that. You know, you talked about what inspires you, what gets you up, and it makes sense. You're collaborating. What gets in the way of you being the best Hannah Fearman that you can be? Um, what does get in my way? Right, because I'm assuming you're not operating at 100% all the time. So there's got to be something that holds you back. Well, there's financial limitations to the amount of projects that I can do re- reasonably. Um, I am a working actor now, but there's there's feast or famine. So um, sometimes that gets in the way. Um, yeah, if I if I were independently wealthy, I'd probably just <laughs> just keep making art all day long, every day. Like I'd be like Greg Nicotero. I'd be just mm. like just doing it every day um right would become your life basically it would yeah i mean it already is my life but just way more i'd be able to do more with it um Mm -hmm. but that being said i'm 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 working every day for the next i mean i have been for the past two months and Mm -hmm. and uh, there's been very little gaps so i don't know um what gets in my way i think that sometimes anxiety might get in my way Mm. um or or perhaps uh, the fear of having anxiety. Hmm. Um, and I think the pandemic maybe made me a little more antisocial th- than I used to be because of the, um, just the, the limited amount of human interaction I've had over the past year and a half or whatever it's been. And um but besides that, I don't, I don't know. Not a whole lot gets in my way. I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. I'm doing what I love. Yeah. And I definitely want to explore that a little bit more, right? Cause that is what you love and you're, you're doing it and you've been doing it for quite some time now, it seems like, yeah. um, I definitely want to get into that, but you touched on anxiety or the fear of anxiety. So talk more about that. What do you mean? Hmm. Well, it's actually not a problem right now, but, um, and it hasn't been for the past like four or five months, but there was a while there where, you know, I was terrified to fly because of COVID and that, mm-hmm. that, me, um, you know, that limited me work-wise um, until I got this thing called like a microclimate helmet, which completely seals off everything and, and filters the air through a, through a fan pump thing. Um, pretty neato. Okay. Um, interesting. Also, um, um, for a while there, I was having difficulty driving on certain, certain interstates inside the perimeter in Atlanta mm-hmm. because it would just, I would just have panic attacks because the, the people driving there are terrible drivers. And, um, and uh, it was just, you know, a combination of, you know, the reality actually being terrifying and dangerous mm-hmm. and, um, you know, like, the confidence not being there because I was so afraid of having a panic attack that I would give myself a panic attack versus when you're, when you're on, when you're driving, you, there's something about your suspended 
what is it suspended disbelief is it or suspended reality mm-hmm. like if you think about it for a moment it's utterly terrifying you are flying along at 60 plus miles per hour surrounded by a bunch of who knows what and um it's really really difficult to get a driver's license i mean it's really not difficult to get a driver's license in georgia and and and, and they're just they're just you know uneducated drivers they just they they drive aggressively versus um versus in a, in a safe manner so that sure. that did me a whole lot but i don't i don't think that that's like necessarily about me as it is more about i don't know other people <laughs> yeah my fear, my fear of other people you know um so i was taking like the back roads which was taking me a lot longer but now i've got i've gotten used to it i've gotten over it i got a new car it's got a lot of safety features too and i love it okay um, but yeah yeah so as of right now i guess i'm wonder woman and i can drive without having a back but you know you never know that's true you never know what may happen on those busy atlanta highways for sure so interesting so i know you're right it's about other people right and you can only control yourself uh but you actually brought up something that is even terrifying for me to sit here and think about right it's you're doing something you normally do without thinking and there's a lot of uh, studies that say that about half of our day we're not even paying attention it's it's you know it's a primal brain sort of uh, way we save our energy because we don't we don't consciously think about everything we do. You don't sit there and think, all right, I'm buttoning this button and then I'm buttoning this button. Like there's things we do automatically. And driving, I think, is one of them. So it must be extremely terrifying to sit there for a moment and say, oh my gosh, I'm flying around 65 miles per hour in this metal box and there's all these other crazy people around me that could easily run into me and do something. So how do you, how do you deal with that? Well, um, I just, uh, I'm just like, fuck it. You know, I got to get there. <laughs> what am I going to do? Not, not go out, mm-hmm. you know, and you just got to get into that mindset. And, you know, honestly, I think I'm a better driver when I'm, when I'm pissed off, cause then mm-hmm. I can get that fuck it mindset better. And I'm not a more aggressive driver. I'm the same <laughs> same. So you're scaring me a little bit there. So. No, like granny, just... and, but I just get pissed off and I'm like, all right. You know, I, I don't know. It's, it's a different, I, I think it might be hormonal. Who knows? And uh, well, what was the question? Just what do you do? Like, how do you push through the anxiety and the fear whenever you have it? Oh yeah. Well, sometimes I'll, you know, honestly, it's usually when I'm hungry. Okay. Okay. Or, so, so you get hangry like, there a little bit. Or like if, um, if I haven't taken care of myself properly, like if, if I hadn't got enough, enough, you know, food or rest or whatever, mm-hmm. um, it, it, it can be a problem then as well, or, or not enough exercise. It's, is a, is a thing too, I think. Yeah. So any of the basics that, you know, we use as humans to take care of ourselves, nutrition, feeling just energized because we, uh, you know, have been exercising. So when, once those aren't there, then it causes you to act a certain way. Mm-hmm. So can you talk a bit about, and I typically in this program don't have people really talk about their work, but it sounds like it's an extremely important part of your life. It's kind of my everything. Okay. <laughs> and that's, that's fantastic, right? Because I asked kind of what, what inspires you, but how have you changed over, you know, the past, oh, I don't know how many years, uh, you know, when it, VHS came out, what, 2012 or something? When, do you know when it came out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 2012. 
So how has your life changed, let's say, since since that film? Because obviously that's as you probably maybe even get tired of hearing, a lot of people associate you with that film and that character. Yeah, I. Um, how has my life changed since then? Mm-hmm. Well, I've definitely gotten more into the horror genre um, and met a lot more horror people. And I have, a, I have a, mo- a greater fondness for the genre now as well because I've seen more horror movies and, um, and you know, it's such a it's such a broad genre that you're bound to find things within it that you like, even if you're not like a big horror or movie fanatic. Um, so I've definitely, you know, people they just because I make horror movies, people think I like everything that's scary, and they'll just send me these terrifying images, and I'll just be like, why, why did you just send me this awful thing? And oh, sorry, I thought you, I thought you'd like it. Really? Just people just send you random things? They just send, they send me terrible things. Um, <laughs> like, and oh yeah, yeah. Some of them are like real videos, like real footage of somebody like getting hit by a car or whatever. And I'm just like, why, why did you send me that? That's literally one of my biggest fears. Fear. <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah. Ooh. That's disturbing. It's so disturbing. I know, but it, you know, some of it's, some, you know, I, it's, I think it's well-intended. I think that they think that I, I just like some really messed up stuff. I guess so. Um, so. <laughs> um, but that being said, I do that same thing to David Bruckner. Mm-hmm. Like um, he's, he's the director of VHS and he's a, a good friend of mine. And he, um, <laughs> I've, <laughs> anytime I see something that I think might, he might want to put into a script or a movie, I'll just, I'll, I'll just send it to him. And the, the last thing I sent to him was um, I was reading this book called like, it was called like, what was it called? Um, the, uh, the last, the lost city of the monkey gods or something like okay. that. And it, it was a true story um, about how these guys went into um went into the forest looking for this lost city and ancient, you know, ancient city. And, um, and one of them was a journalist and he wrote this book and uh, it was in Honduras and they all got this terrible parasite called leishmaniasis that like literally tricks your immune system into eating its own face off from the inside out. Oh my gosh. I know. And it was like the worst thing that I'd ever heard of in my whole freaking life. And there's no, there's no cure. And like, so I'm just, I, I just, that, that's like, I hadn't sent him a text in like, I don't know, a year. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just what I busted out with. He's just like, I like it that that's the first text I've gotten from you for a year. <laughs> that's, 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 oh my gosh. That's, that's, that's rad. And I was just like, well, all right. See you later. Um, so I, I do that too. I evidently I'm I'm that guy to David Bruckner too. Nice. So essentially, you're just uh, forwarding on these disturbing images and things that uh, people are sending to you, or at least the spirit behind it. The spirit, yes. but no, no, nothing, nothing that's like I don't because that that was kind of unusual that that I. I I mean, have you ever heard of such an awful sounding disease? No, but I appreciate you uh, giving me something to think about for the rest of the evening. So yeah, thank you, for that. you know what? Maybe you know, maybe just don't go to Honduras. Right, that's, um, that's the lesson there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was really fascinating book. So. No, I think that's actually pretty cool that you have that relationship. And um, I guess I have to ask though: Did you send it without context? You just send them the no. images and be like, okay. And no, that's I, no. Yeah, I just sent him a text. Hey, there's a parasite <laughs> in Honduras that 
um, that you catch from sand flies that tricks your immune system into eating its own face off. How messed up is that? Yeah, no, it's... <laughs> that's, that's literally what I wrote. Oh my gosh. No, it's, it's... The, the name of it, you know, so he could Google it if he, if he dared, but don't, oh my gosh, don't. <laughs> well, it's possible people are doing that right now as they've just heard you say that, which is okay, fine. Well, it's specifically mucular leishmaniasis. Okay. So, yeah, so check keep, it out. Keep note. That's code. great. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you for sharing that. That's actually very interesting because, yeah, it was about how has your life changed since uh, you know VHS came out, and uh, clearly you've uh, expanded into the horror of genre, and you're getting random messages from people, and you're forwarding messages on. Uh, how how else has it changed? You know, in the last what nine years or so. Well, I got married. Um, oh yes. Okay. Congratulations. Yeah. And I've, I've, yeah. What else, what else has changed? I mean, for a while there after VHS, it was extremely popular, um, especially among horror fans. And Mm -hmm. for a while there, I couldn't really go anywhere without somebody being like, Hey, I like you. Um, which was my catchphrase with movie. And then the same thing happened. So there's been, I believe they're, they're making the fourth now or they've oh. made the fourth and it hasn't come out yet or something. But so after that, it was just like, it was just brought back to the forefront because there would be VHS 2 and VHS Viral and VHS Fun, mm. you know, whatever the heck their names are, VHS 4. Yeah. And, um, and then the spinoff Siren and it just kept like, you know, perpetuating the segment mm-hmm. and, um, I think I got a lot of work from that, which was kind of the point. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's just like this. It's what everybody wants to talk to me about still. And actually, David said the same thing. He's like, yeah, I make all these other movies that mm-hmm. are bigger, bigger movies, you know, made more money. But all anybody wants to talk about is VHS. Yeah, exactly. And, I, you know, and I, ironically, I've asked you about it because I want to see how your life has changed since then. I mean, how does that... How do you feel about that when people just want to focus on that? I, um, I have no problem with it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm happy that they're so happy that they get joy out of coming up to me and telling me they like me. Um, that's great. You know, uh, I, I, really don't, <laughs> I really don't mind. But it, it did kind of make me um, more, more conscious of mm-hmm. how I would look and behave for a while there in public. Um, <laughs> Because, you know, it's, it's just like, oh, I want to, I want to have my best foot forward. Like I'd be, I'd be in the grocery store and this, you know, guy would come up to me and he'd be like, excuse me. And I was just like, I'd scoot over thinking that I was in his way. He'd be like, excuse me. And scoot over some more. And he's like, excuse me. And I was just like, what? I I scooted over. What do you want? And he's just like, are you in a fear? Were you in VHS? And I'm just like, oh shit! I just, I just was just like, what? This guy, because I just wasn't expect. You know, I thought hey. he was just being annoying. You know, hey. um, yeah. Hey, hey, right. Hey. In your personal uh, space, there a little bit, but yes. Yeah, excuse me, excuse me, because he was saying excuse me, so I thought he wanted room. Yeah, so, like, right, right. Get off the shelf or something, and I was just like, what? <laughs> what am I doing? What am I doing here? Um, yeah. Yeah, so that that made me more more self conscious there for a while, but then now I've just gotten used to it. Sure. And also, it's just been so long, and I've I've got purple hair now. Like people yes. don't really. People, I I don't think I've been. Well, I've also had my face covered, haven't I? So I yeah. don't know. 
um, that changed. Um, I, I work more now generally, mm-hmm. um, which is, which is like wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, people trust my, my work more now too. I mean, I had, I had been a working actor before that, but, um, you know, people seek me out, um, to, to do projects. Like I just did two, two seasons of creep show and they, they didn't make me audition. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you kind of get the free pass. Like I got, yeah, people, I've paid my dues, I guess people have seen my work so much that I, I get, I get a little bit of a free pass sometimes. Yes. Yes. I guess free pass using that term lightly because you still have to work once you're there. It's not like they're going to be like, all right, she can do whatever she wants. But it's fun. But sometimes they do just let me do whatever I want. Like, yeah, like actually a lot of the time. And I'm just like, is that a good idea? Who knows? Um, yeah, like the guys from Dead by Midnight, they cast me in Dead by Midnight 1, and it, that hasn't come out yet. Um, but they they were just like, hey, want to write and direct a segment for De- Dead by Midnight 2? Mm. And I was like, I can do whatever I want. And they're like, you can do whatever you want. And so I did. And it was so much fun. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's really cool. I mean, it's a certain power that comes with being able to be that autonomous and like you said, do whatever you want. Yeah, just be as creative as I wanted. And um, it, it had to be within certain parameters, like a sure. horror, com- horror comedy, you know, 10 to 12 minutes long, but that was really it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I think that that's amazing, actually. And it's great to hear you're able to use your creativity that way. Yeah, I guess once people see your work and and they worked with you, you you know you have a good rapport and and they trust your your instincts as a, as an artist, and then it doesn't get better than that. Working with your friends and people, sure, collaborating is it's just it's the best. Yeah, it's um definitely something that you value a lot, and that's that's definitely very clear. Uh, I would say also, you know, as you interact with so many people, aside from the VHS you know, things we've talked about already. What would you say is the biggest thing that people misperceive about you? They think I'm wealthy. Oh, okay. So why do they think that? Because I'm an actor that they've seen on television, I guess. And they just assume that you're living a glamorous lifestyle. Yeah, people people assume that. Um, they're like, why are you sitting in economy? Oh. I'm like, dude, I make independent movies. Like, I... I <laughs> <laughs> I'm right? an artist, dude. I'm, I'm broke. Like, um, yeah. People people don't understand. You know, a lot of artists really just are not paid well. Um, sure. But, but we still we still keep making the art, so I guess that's why they don't pay us. I guess so. It's your <laughs> it's the passion that uh, drives you, obviously. But you guys still got to pay the bills, of course, as well. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not complaining at all. Um, sure. I'm just, that's, that's the biggest misconception by far mm-hmm. um, that people think that I want to see some really gory, nasty shits and <laughs> inbox. Like that's, those are the two main things. I think, I think I, I, I maybe if, um, if I'm tired or if I'm um, just trying to be quiet and, and, you know, read the room, I, I come off as uh, well, many, many people have told me that they're intimidated by me mm-hmm. and, um, and I think that's preposterous because I, I literally like everybody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a... like, I know it's that's... I mean, almost that's a much. lot. Okay. Okay. Except for the yeah. guy in the store, mostly everybody else. You no, can I'm, I'm just kidding. 
Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we became friends literally. Um, wow. Okay. He was, yeah, he, yeah. He contacted me. wanted to wanted to do a photo shoot, and I was just like. <laughs> And then we saw each other on social media and he's friends with a bunch of my friends. And I was like, sure. Um, So, uh, yeah, people people think evidently and it's mostly other actresses. So I don't know if this is an other actress thing or Mm. it's like if it's a me thing. But, um, yeah, you know, like the whole resting bitch. face. Yes. Yeah, I get that. (laughs) I get that a lot. They're like, oh, I thought you were so severe. And so like you know until i saw you at 6 a.m and you were delirious out of your mind laughing your ass off and i was like oh that's that's unexpected and i'm like no that's how i am most of the time i don't know what you're talking about Um. (laughs) right okay so that's a great point right so because human beings are so focused on especially looking at others faces to determine is this person friend or foe you're saying until you are in sort of the more relaxed state or like you said delirious people just make that assumption that you were perhaps a foe or somebody at least that's going to, you know, say something really stern to them. Yeah. This just intimidated. Hmm. Yeah. Mostly other actors, actresses and, um, and actors have told me this, but you know what? Also maybe they're just more likely to tell me that because Hmm. they're, they're more gregarious. So they'd be like, Oh, Hey, Anne, I thought you were, I thought you were a bitch when I first met you. Um, I'm like, Oh, that, that's sweet of you to say. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay. That's, so, a, that's a misconception. Okay. No, this was actually very interesting. You listed three different things and you listed them pretty rapidly, which means you've had obviously experience with these throughout your life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to say yeah. the least. <laughs> so um, the last question I want to ask you uh, is again about yourself looking within. What's one thing that you don't do well that you know that you can improve about yourself? Oh. Um, I, I know this sounds like an interview question looking for a job, but I'm, but it just kind of just want some insight into sort of, as you look, self-reflect. Like, um, how could I improve myself? Yeah. What's one thing that, you know, you're like, ah, I can do this better. I can improve or I'm not, not great at this. Yeah, I could, um, I could be more detail oriented as as far as like looking into things that I find boring um you know just like reading the fine print and actually maximizing you know Mm -hmm. your capabilities as far as just like financially or you know um other obnoxious bureaucratic shit (laughs) like um I I just don't do it well and that's grown that's grown-up stuff and I'm definitely grown up. So I should be able to, I should be able to do that better. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I got this new car. It's got so many features. I paid for those features. I've got no idea how to utilize them or what they do. Um, and I just won't read the manual. I, I don't know. And, and that's not just, I'm not just joking. Like it's, it's important. Like mm-hmm. with, uh, with insurance and, and, you know, like buying houses and mortgages and, and, and oh, the, Dow and the NASDAQ and the, you know, Fortune 500 companies, just like knowing things and hmm. things like that, grown up things. I don't know. Um, I could, I could keep up with that sort of thing better. Um, okay. I could, I think I've become since COVID, I think you've become a better listener. Um, and I think 
that's one thing that I didn't realize I could improve on. I thought I was an incredible listener, but now I, since I haven't been seeing people's faces, but I've been working with them for months on end, Mm -hmm. I find that I've been listening more than judging by their faces. And I, and I've, I've realized that I think I have a facial bias. Like um, if somebody is perhaps more beautiful or, or if I find, you know, the, the, their face, if it reminds me of somebody that I don't like, maybe I would have put a, um, you know, a bias on that. So I, I find that even friends that I know what they look like, their faces mm. are, I still now am a better listener. And I'm just like, oh, wow, my super, super handsome friend is a little bit vain. That never <laughs> occurred to me until he covered up his face. And I just started listening, you know, or like, um, when I met these people on set of on location, which was the first time I was out uh, mm-hmm. for for COVID, you know, from during COVID, um, and I wasn't seeing a lot of people's faces until they would eat lunch and they'd be far away from me outside, and I I was just like, oh wow, that person is preposterously good looking. I wonder if our relationship would be like a little different if had I known. You know, but hmm. now we already have the rapport. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's I think it's a fascinating little study. Um, Interesting. Huh. Yeah. So it seems like since this is the first one of these interviews I've done without video, this is almost a little test as well mm-hmm. for you. Yeah, I think you come off. You come off all right. <laughs> well, thanks. Uh, in other words, yes, that's what. <laughs> in other words, this was uh, you didn't like get five minutes in. Say, oh, my phone's not working now. Oh shit! I got to go, Mark. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. I take that as a I take that as a positive. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> so all right. So two things you've identified for yourself. You want to be more detail oriented. You feel like you're missing out in some ways. So that, that's an interesting statement. You feel like all this stuff's going around in the atmosphere around you, right? NASDAQ, you mentioned all these things, but the other thing is you feel like you want to be a better listener, but you've already kind of harnessed that skill. I feel like I have, I'm sure I could be, I could be better. Um, but that, you know, there's some people that I could, that, that are, I'm, I'm better at communicating with than others. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I yeah. Um, yeah. Could be, could be more detail oriented on things that I find boring and, and just be more patient with them because usually I, I will find things more interesting the more I understand them and the better I, I get to know them. Okay. So there's a motivation for getting more into the details on things. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. All right. Well, uh, actually this, I lied. I said, there's one more question. My, I guess my last question really is, What's one thing you want people to walk away with after listening to you here today? What do they want? What's one thing they want to know about you perhaps? Oh, that they want, that I want them to know Yeah, yeah. They, what, or they want to know. No. What do you want them to know about you? Oh, um, I, I, I'm game to do your project more, more than likely. <laughs> like if you, if you got a script um and it's and it's greenlit um i i i I want everybody to love me mark i i want everybody to love me (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. okay that's a fair answer (laughs) is that yeah because that's like really the truth of it you know um and respect is important as well but yeah it's 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 my 
May <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't know. Your questions are are really hard. You know, honestly, I've enjoyed this um, interview because like most of the time, people ask me just the same mm-hmm. stuff, and I'm just like, you know, I already already know what I'm gonna say, and and it's and it's boring to me. Um, but every now and then, um, this is a very unusual one, though. Um, oh, wow, I, I take that as a huge compliment, Hannah. Yeah, yeah, it is, and it, it's it's been fun. I'm I still don't I don't know if anybody's learned anything about me, but I I did I did try. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, no, and listen, and that's what this whole, that's, and that's what I started doing this program for anyway, right? Because I'm obviously involved with the horror films, obviously not as long as you have, or even you're close um, to as many different uh, projects, but my background is psychology and a behaviorist. So I'm trying to kind of dig deeper into individuals yeah. like yourself who may not want to talk about everything about films, who may want to talk more about and explore some things in almost like a mini fun therapy session. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. I could talk more about just like creative things and, and that's the, you know, ideas, ideas are more fun than, than, um, talking about, well, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, uh, affirmation then of the, uh, experience you just had for the last 30 minutes. You're very, very welcome. <laughs> I, I, are we, are we done? Are well, I'm, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to finish it out officially and then we can stop uh, recording if that's okay. Uh, Just to, yeah. So, yeah. So I want to officially <laughs> end the brain burrow program. I want to thank everybody for listening uh, on behalf of uh, Hannah Fearman. This is Mark D. Valenti and uh, thanks to everyone and have an amazing rest of your day. Bye. You just dug deep with Mark D. Do you want more? Follow Mark on Instagram at Valenti Horror and subscribe to the Brain Burrow Podcast.